This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcast, Prime Podcast, Google Podcast. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is the next day. Once again, <laughs> I, this is because we we may yeah we may have to start like I don't know um doing Split, doing splitting this two up into days two days yeah. just to save our livers. <laughs> um, well, the liver I could give two shits about it's the. <laughs> It's the mental anguish of uh, having to do another show. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I uh, today decided that it was the perfect day to uh, organize my my Davis and Davis folder in my in my computer. Oh. Um. Because, yeah, I, I just had shit everywhere. <laughs> uh, Davis and Davis, it's right there. So, um, let's see here. This. How'd the digital house cleaning go? Uh, I'm about to show you here. Boom. Go look at how nice and clean and neat that is. Ooh. 
I've got all my show folders, antique cars. Ooh, see how that's up. Audio, graphics, photos, PowerPoints. Oh my oh gosh. My. I, yeah. If you would have seen it before, I had, <laughs> I had two folders in here before I did this. <laughs> so it was just a, a huge clusterfuck. But what I ended up figuring out um, is you, you you see the uh, yeah my my audio mixer correct yeah each one of these files up here are the sound effects that we use during the show okay uh yeah when I did that it changed the path to everything oh god. So I've now spent two and a half hours today telling this computer where that sound is now. Yes. <laughs> it's been, I, I, I was like, man, you know, we have an extra day, so I should just, I should edit the show from last night, um, which the show from last night was fabulous. I only got halfway through it. It, it was actually a really good show. Well, good. Awesome. Um, but you know then i was like oh wait i gotta do a show again today i've got to get all this fixed that's a that's kind of the sucky sucky poo poo part <laughs> i guess <sighs> i guess i can get rid of this here um i actually had you down here yesterday let me stop sharing and see if you're down here again. no you're not you're up here now Okay. Exit full screen. Let's move you down here. There we go. Uh, I'm not sharing my screen right now, correct? Correct. I can just see your background and you. And it's like for a hot second when we started doing this stuff, I'm thinking, man, it would be lovely to have a second monitor. There isn't any room, however, <laughs> on my desk. Because I have a 32-inch freaking monitor in front of me. So I was like, That's, wait, I got plenty of space. I can just split, you know. So I, I was... Uh, everyone knows that I'm I'm banking money right now to save up for, for a new pooter. Yes. Um, the new pooter... Uh, Might be on hold for a hot second? No, I wouldn't say that. It's going to happen. I mean, I, I have no choice. It's... They, if I want to keep editing video for work, I I have to upgrade. This computer yeah. is too slow to do to do video production on. So now I can't remember. Did we tape the fact that your cat ate your laptop? Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> so we need to get it, that fixed. She bit it right in the corner of the the screen. The screen. But it's a touch screen. So when she cracked that glass, now you can't touch anything. Oh, no. I mean, you press the screen and it shows that your finger's like six inches the other direction. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was, when, she, when she called me into the room last night, she was like, I can't shut it off. I can't shut it off. I'm like, what are you talking about? She had some sort of movie playing that 
with where the cat bit on the screen, it caused it to loop over and over <laughs> and over and over. I finally had to control alt delete and shut it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fabulous. So yeah, I, I, I've uh, I, I I also have to to say that I I since I had to um, uh, redo. My oh, your pathways and not whatnot pathways here on this. Um, I redid all of the songs, so there's all new songs in here. Ooh. Um, uh, I, I I don't know if that's a good thing or <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing yet, because um, yeah, I, I, I apparently I'm still in a depressed mode. <laughs> like I was last night. So like every song that I put in there is something about either like dying or my <laughs> dog died or uh, it's Robert Smith from the cure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we should get the bullshit out of the way real, real quick before I, I move on to the next thing that I've got for us. All right. Um, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I, I'm drinking the same thing that I was drinking the last time we spoke, and that is the Redneck Riviera American Blended Whiskey, and it's mighty tail. Although I have I have gone now to the brewmate because I want it to stay colder longer. Uh, oh, so that so that you're drinking it slower. Uh, hopefully, yeah. And there's a I think there's a little bit of just just a little bit of ginger ale in there, so. 1876 bourbon mixed Ooh. with Dr. Pepper. Ooh. I've tried the Dr. Pepper and bourbon a couple times, and it's good. I, I just like I have found, a little bit better. I have found that it it is, it all depends on the whiskey. Like the, oh, okay. 18, the 1876 whiskey has a very, very strong flavor to it. Yeah, which which is why I switched over to uh, uh, the Dr Pepper instead of ginger ale. Now, have you tried um, Canada Dry's uh, ginger ale bold? No, but you were telling me about that. I think last time. Oh my gosh! Pick this stuff up. Find it. Do they uh, make it in diet? Is the question. You know, I didn't check into that. I'm sure they do. I am. I've been on this. Uh, biggest loser contest at work now and we are in the final week I'm at around 27 pounds down and as soon as this freaking thing is over I'm going to go to do you have melts in Texas? No. Uh, it may be just a, a local I think it was on um, the west side of Cleveland I think it was where the first one was located and they uh they're just there was a bar and then they started making sandwiches and dude they make the most amazing monte cristo you've ever had in your life and a monte cristo sandwich if if people out there don't know basically you take um ham and cheese and deep fry it basically and then you have a raspberry dipping sauce so you got the sweet and you get the sour and um, in the salt and and oh god it's just death it's a heart attack on a plate and it is amazingly good i've had their other i've had a couple of other sandwiches i mean they're roast beef with um horseradish mayo phenomenal yeah. just phenomenal 
Um, but uh, yeah, the Monte Cristo, man, that's where it's at. That's the that's the diet breaker right there. Uh, okay. I, I'm not into I, I'm not into the diet breaking. Um, no, I'm just saying when it's over, that it's like it's like breaking a fast. It's like that's that's the end of this. That's the I, diet right there. <laughs> I, I, I kind of look at it like I did smoking. Um, if you went that far, you may as well just keep going. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to share my screen with you again because uh, I, I, I have some, I have some fun stuff to do Alrighty. before we get started. Um, have you ever seen a show called Louder Milk? No, but it sounds familiar. Uh, I, I found this the other day. Here, let me make sure that this does not start to play real quick. Okay. Uh, hello, 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 hello. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Failed successfully um, there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I am, I am going to. Uh, yes. Um, I know that you are still playing my little baby. And the vamp is still in the background to boot. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that on purpose. Okay. Okay, I have this here. Um, do you see this? Yeah, it's a looks like a coffee place with a little deli case and yeah. All right. So so this little clip is from the very first ladder milk that I ever saw and and somebody somebody turned me on to this by sending me an email saying watch this it's you <laughs> are you ready I'm ready okay I'm gonna need one large cafe misto with soy milk extra hot next a hot chai whoa, latte whoa, 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 whoa. what are you doing I'm ordering. Yeah, I know, but uh, I was here first, and I'm just getting a black coffee. One black coffee. I thought you said ladies first. Name. Yeah, back there, not here. Why? What's the difference? <laughs> Sir, name. Hold on there, sporty. Uh, the difference <laughs> is that over there I was being chivalrous, and over here you're being selfish and thoughtless and rude. You live in the world with other people, okay? Get your nose out of your phone, you might see that. My phone? I have the coffee order for work on here. There's like a hundred drinks on that thing. What, why are you getting coffee for the whole office? Have you never heard of Betty Friedan? No. Gloria Steinem? Not a clue. Really? No. <laughs> Not at all. Maybe you need to be on medication. I am on medication. It's called coffee, and I can't get it because I'm waiting for you to order for everyone in your millennial clown car. You're an asshole. I'm an asshole. Yes. I'm an asshole? Yes, an asshole. Because let's be real. If I wasn't young, and let's face it, kind of hot, you wouldn't have held that door open for me. You were flirting, and then when you realized I showed no interest, you got mad, and then all your chivalry went right out the window. So that's how you do it? You just take all your own self-centered behavior and you flip it on me, so now I'm supposed to be the- Asshole? Ass Coffee for asshole? <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the- Okay. Is that the guy from Office Space? It sure as shit is. And <laughs> the show is on Amazon Prime. Which I have. Oh, shit. I can um, watch that. It, it is. I, I think they're in their second season. And it is. He is an AA. Um, 
he is the leader of an AA group. Okay. And when he quit drinking, he just became like a total asshole. (laughs) And I mean, he is an asshole to everyone. (laughs) His roommate is in a AA as well. Different group. He, He was actually his sponsor sits around the apartment and drinks when louder milk's not home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so, um, uh, yeah, this, it's a great, it's a great show. You have to watch it. Um, and if you have Amazon prime, it is free. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I have one more, I have one more to share with you. Let me, um, let me stop sharing and get it set up for all right uh <laughs> it's been a long day been a long day Do I, I like... you, you look a little frazzled and, and me on the other hand i did jack and shit all day long i i have i have not gotten out of my pjs except a shower that's it this is how i enjoy my days off i do and well it's like that dude from office space i did absolutely nothing and it was everything i thought it could be (laughs) (laughs) um yeah because i know i know soon i'm gonna be having to do a bunch of shit on my days off so i just if i can enjoy them i enjoy them i watched a bunch of youtube and played my board of warcraft and okay so so why are you gonna have to start doing stuff on your days off because oh, it's getting warm. Well, A, uh, I'm going to have to start helping Bob fix the boat because he ran into another boat last year and it's taking on water and that's bad. Um, that's we're going to have to actually take off one of the pontoons, which hopefully the thing doesn't weigh more than 300 pounds and we can wrestle it into the garage and start classing that up. And So yeah, fun times. Of course, he's got to fix his CRV, his Mini, his Lotus, and uh, oh, the yellow race car too. So he's got a lot on his plate. Ooh, yeah. All right. We're done with louder milk. Louder milk. Are you ready for this? Oh, sure. Uh, I'm delighted uh, to be joined by a member of the Chinese community as I uh, apologize for using the phrase uh, Chinese whispers. I appreciate that this is deeply offensive to the Chinese. Uh, I completely understand why they went totally mental. I'm delighted uh, to be joined by a mental health campaigner to witness my apology for using the phrase, they've gone mental. I can see some of you are surprised that I'm apologizing, but no. Gone are the days when getting an apology out of me was like getting a fiver out of an Abaddonian, eh? I would like to apologize uh, to the largest (laughs) Aberdonian community, the Aberdonians. Uh, I do understand that uh, Aberdonian feelings are important. I'm surprised, actually, that our diversity officer didn't make that clear to me. Honestly, sometimes around here it's like the blind leading the blind. I would like to apologize to Scotland's (laughs) blind community. I hear your concerns, and I promise you they will not fall on deaf ears. I would like to apologize to the deaf community. I would like to say... Sorry, when I realized what I said, I honestly I had a fit. I apologize unreservedly. 
to all of the epileptics in Scotland for my <laughs> I, I completely understand why you've got a bee in your bonnet. I would like to apologise to anyone <laughs> connected with bees or the wider bee community. Bees indeed are a vital part of society. I tried my best to get to a statement that, that wouldn't offend anyone. I, I really did. But do you know, when, when me and my advisors get together, honestly, it's like two bald men fighting over a comb. I would like to apologise to Scotland's bald community, of which I am a member. I would like to apologise and exonerate myself. Chief, I'm sorry. Chief, you're forgiven. I was particularly pleased with my final apology, because I could uh, apologise and accept the apology at the same time. I do like to kill two birds with one stone. I would like to apologise to the entire avian community for my cruel and insensitive words. I'm sorry. <laughs> it vaguely reminds me of a fish called Wanda when he is apologising. As he's being held outside of a window upside down. I would like to sincerely apologize for anything that I said that may or may not have been taken out of context. So, so uh, uh, I, I saw that my, my friend Marty, he's, um, he's the, the technical director at a church down in Houston, I think, or right. San, San Antonio, some, one of those two places. Um, he, he sent me a bunch of these or I, he and I send, uh, each other crappity things like this all the time. <laughs> so, um, I was going through my inbox today, trying to get stuff cleaned out and all that. And I noticed that there was something in it. I was like, what, what is this? What is this? And the only note that was attached to the, to the email said, this pertains to the world today. <laughs> I went, wonder what this is. And all of a sudden, I opened it and it said, I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> So after I after I received that, I made it my ringtone for my uh, my cousin who, who works for the government. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love attaching different ringtones to different people. I, I will I will admit. Uh, I, well, I have different ringtones for everyone. Uh, jackass has the jackass. Yeah. Um. Bob is asshole calling. Um, I think you're the only one I don't have a special ringtone for yet. And, and uh, I feel fucking slighted, brother. Well, mainly that's because I haven't figured out whether you are an asshole or if you're if you're a nice guy because it's a it's a different guy every week. Yeah, um, uh, you, you need a schizophrenic uh, <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> I mean, you know. I have my moments of, you know, I'm, I'm generally a nice guy. I'm pretty laid back and everything. And just every now and then the snark comes out and I can't stop it. It's like, a, you know, yeah. I, I, 
I'm so glad I've never bought a car from you. I don't think that, I don't think that you would handle it well. I think you would want to kill me after about the tenth car that we went through. The last time when I bought the Kia Soul, I think I made that guy let me drive like fifteen cars before I finally said yes. Why are you that wishy washy? No, I, I, I just didn't know what I want. Remember, when I bought the Kia, I bought it because I basically destroyed my Maxima. Mm, okay. So it was a, I don't know what I want. And, and honestly, the decision that I made, I, I'll tell you right now, a 2013 Kia Soul, anybody tries to go and buy one, don't do it. <laughs> do not do it. <laughs> I guess I'm be buying a car because they're it's a Kia or a Hyundai. It's the same company now. Yeah, their engine detonated at 120,000 miles. I mean, just that, boom. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I lived in Akron, uh, after 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 my my or during my divorce, I ended up moving to Akron for a while. And uh, I had a Hyundai. Uh, I tell people this all the time. If if the sticker price is below $20,000, it's probably going to blow up right after 100,000 miles. <laughs> it's true, though. My yeah. Hyundai, 86,000 miles the engine blew. Wow. They've had a lot of issues. And... and- and the other issues are is they're not they're not honoring warranty claims by they have that little proviso in their warranty going if you do not come in at the correct time and mileage to a Hyundai dealership and get the all the work done that they say you need done your warranty's void did that with me with the Kia Soul this was part of the reason why I finally sat back and went, I will never work with this company again. I came in and the guy looked at me. He was like, it's been 10,000 miles since you've had an oil change. I said, well, like, I, no, I got it hasn't. My, I, yeah, went down the street. I got my oil changed at, at Vaveline instant oil change. He's like, well, your, your warranty's void now. I was like, what are you talking about? He, he, he flat out said that it's written in the warranty. If yep. you take your car to another place to get an oil change between the time you buy it and the hundred thousand miles, you're done. There is no, there is no warranty anymore. I was so pissed off because I was there to get a, a, a door trim panel. <laughs> 125 bucks they they charged me for a door trim panel that was supposed to be under warranty. I mean, it's got a bumper to bumper warranty up to 30,000 miles. I had 4,000 miles on the car. No, I had no because the door trim happened after I got the first oil change at 5,000 miles. I skipped the second oil change. So it was 15,000 miles oh, okay. when I went in to get that done. 
still 15,000 miles. I mean, even even a, a Kia Soul should still be in good shape. You'd think. You'd think, but <laughs> well, then I then I got screwed by the insurance company. But uh, we, Kristen got uh, got hit. It was a hit and run accident, mm-hmm. so there was nobody for them to go after. Had Geico insurance at this point in time. The entire front of the car was gone, ripped oh, right off. I mean, it was a truck. It plowed through a, a stop sign. Uh, she had the right of way hit her, hit her dead on at about 35 miles an hour. So <clears throat> the entire front of the car was ripped off, uh, which leads me to believe that it wouldn't run anymore. So I went to my Geico thing. Uh, the adjuster came out. He looked at it and all that. Said he'd have an answer in about a week. Well, a week goes by. He calls me up and he's like, um, okay, you, you still owed $3,000 on the car. Um, we're we're going to give you $5,000. I said, why are you only giving me $5,000? The car's the car according to the blue book but it's only four years old it's the blue book value has it at 10 grand well you had hail damage (laughs) how the fuck are you gonna know that the car's ripped in half (laughs) five grand of hail damage okay i was absolutely i was livid i was so pissed off and and the guy's like well, would you like to do a survey after we talk? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I said, I don't need a survey. I just need you to shut down my account. <laughs> Write the check. Shut down my account. Have a good day. Uh, proceed. I, I think I figured it out, um, especially here in texas i don't know how it is in ohio um but even though there's this law that says that you have to have insurance Mm -hmm. nobody has insurance or at least the seven people that have hit my wife because it's never her fault have never had insurance or they Uh, just skipped you know hit and run yeah um the the weird thing is the dude that put a hole in my house the the it wasn't his car but the lady who owned the car did have insurance which kind of blew my mind and so they went after her well righty then (laughs) all right uh we're um yeah here it's time we're uh it is time to do antiques. No, it's time for a break. Oh, let's we're, do that uh, break thing then. We're we're at our time. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Uh, <laughs> as I said, I've 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 been I've been in this state of depression for a little bit. So uh, almost all the music that I have is depressing. So fuck y'all if you don't like it. <laughs> That is not depression rock, man. 
is step up your game. Yeah, that's not depressing, Rock? It's not depressing enough. Now I was young, I knew everything. She a punk who really I mean, it's not brick. Now I'm guilt stricken sobbing. Nine inch nails. Head on the floor. Guilt stricken sobbing with my head on the floor. Yeah, but it, it sounds like he's playing a banjo. It's like happy ish kind of. <laughs> I, uh, I like Wait. the song. I'm, I'm just giving you some crap. That's all. I won't be held responsible. Love and this is actually, you know, the, this band I think only had one hit. I can't even remember who it is now. The Verve. This might be their only hit, yeah. I cannot believe we'd ever But it's a great song. I like it. Uh, all right, we've talked over it enough. We're out of here. We'll be right back. As friends took a week's vacation to forget her, this girl took The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I would like, uh, if I may, it's a sound, time is fleeting, madness takes its toll, but listen closely. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. It's just a jump to the left. <laughs> Brings back a couple memories. There, there were some awesomely drunk nights and uh, other substances i'm sure involved <clears throat> in, in a camisole that i would spend in cleveland heights at the cedar lee sim cinemas now my my go-to one was uh, cuyahoga falls i i liked cuyahoga falls but there uh, there was a girl her name is mary I'm not going to say her last name because if I do, somebody's going to, I forgot to cut it out of one of the, the last shows and I get a whole shitload of crap. <laughs> Anyways, 
I think I was listening. That was the drunk fest. <laughs> Mary. Yeah, I, 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 there you're were like, a couple. Oh, like, I oh, I'm going to edit this out. Oh, good job. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100%. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I honestly believe my dad may have been right that I am the stupidest motherfucker on the planet Earth. <laughs> So anyways, uh, going back to my, my friend, Mary. Mary, Mary moved to Medina right around like my junior year. Okay. Uh, she was a lot younger than me. Um, so Mary and I started hanging out and she was hot. She was Italian. She was from the east side of Cleveland. She was like, hey. Let's go do Rocky Horror at the Cedar Lee Cinemas. <laughs> oh, all right, let's go. Okay. <laughs> so I went with her. She was the one who took me to my very first Rocky Horror experience. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is freaking awesome. And I went with her about 10 times. And then one night we were laying in the basement of my house, and she she turned, she looked at me. We were just about to get naked. And I said, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> and she looked at me and said, no. That was the last time I saw Mary. Damn. She, no, it wasn't. Mary and I stayed, Mary and I are still friends. But I did get the 100% no. <laughs> But you know, you're, you, 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 that proves you're not a hundred percent asshole. You were nice and you asked uh, back when, back when we didn't know that's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I, 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 to this day, I'm, I, I'm still in love with Mary, but, um, <laughs> it, it was not meant to be apparently, uh, say so, yeah, say lovey anyways. Time warp. Uh, I guess I'll say it from the movie Rocky Horror Picture Show, written by. Um, I want to say Richard Starkey. That's uh, <laughs> that's the wrong one. Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien, who stars as Riffraff. Riffraff. One of my favorite characters. But whenever I, when I did the Cedar Lee Cinemas. I started out as riffraff and then I moved on to Frank Frankfurter. Well, I had the Jerry curl in high school, so I had the hair for uh, Frankenfurter. Mm. And I was working at uh, uh, the carousel. And so, like, I had access to costume stuff I could make costumes with. And so, yeah, there you go. I loved the carousel, <laughs> it was a great place to work. Well, you never worked at the one in Ravenna. The one in Ravenna was like an A&P that had been converted into a theater. No, I worked at the the big one yeah, uh, down on Britain Road, I think it was. Waterloo and... Waterloo. Something, yeah, where the airport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a beautiful space. Holy cow. Yeah, it was a great space. Yeah. Um, Barry, 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 what's it? Boswick. Barry Williams? Barry Williams. Boswick. Barry Williams. From the from the Brady Bunch? Yes. 
You worked with him too. Yeah, I did a show with him at Carousel. Oh, no shit. I did a show with him uh, uh, up in Cleveland. It was uh, I Love My Wife. Ah. We're doing Kenley, uh, uh, Kenley players, yeah. I worked for John as well. Love John. Um, he was a weirdo. I, I probably... I don't think I was ever formally introduced to him and I was, I was kind of okay with that. You know, I'm like, I'm just a college kid, just, you know, whatever. So Tom Skelton, uh, who was a lighting designer in Akron, uh, Broadway designer introduced me to, to John when I was basically assisting John with, with a couple of things, John, John and I liked, uh, Bilbo's. Oh, okay. I, I don't know how many light plots <laughs> were discussed at Bilbo's. <laughs> were drawn on Bilbo's white bevnaps. <laughs> he was he was a fun guy. Anyways, you know what we're doing today? I do. Do you know what we're we're doing today? We are doing. Well, I know what we're doing. The audience oh, okay. probably knows because we probably spilled it. A little bit yesterday. That's all right. But we're doing the top antique or classic cars that we would like to collect. Yes. Realistic or not. I have. Runners up. I have five runners up. Jesus. <laughs> you were a busy I, little boy, weren't you? <laughs> I could have had probably 20. Oh, yeah in this category because there were cars that I, I was just like, I, I really I want, want that. that. I, I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't even put the Opal GT in there, which I probably should have. That, that oh, yeah. is, that is, a my brothers, both of my brothers worked on cars. Like I used to work on cars. Um, as a matter of fact, the, the first car that my brothers, bought together to work on was a 1966 Ford Mustang. Oh, nice. That they ripped the small engine out and were putting a 351 Cleveland in it. <laughs> I I wouldn't say that my brothers were smart uh, or or the smartest uh, a 351 Were they good? Uh, the better question is were they good at doing that stuff? A 351 Cleveland does not fit in a Mustang very well. Uh, okay. Uh, they had to cut part of the front frame out yeah. to fit the engine in. They never replaced the grill because the fan from the 351 Cleveland stood out about two inches past the grill. <laughs> <laughs> so their next car that they were going to work on was an Opal GT. Yeah, that car excited me. <laughs> it was small. It had a little four banger engine in it, but yep. it, you know, I, I have you ever watched Jeff Dunham? Oh yeah, he he does his little Prius story. Yeah, and, and <laughs> does the, the little that's what the the Opal GT sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, 
a third car they were going to do was the Chevy Monza. Oh, which, yeah, I remember those, yeah. Which they gave to me because they didn't have time to to redo it, and I proceeded to jump the railroad tracks over by Lodi. And, uh, <laughs> and lo and behold, the transmission fell out of the bottom. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. Honestly, what? officer. <laughs> Thing just uh, fell right the fuck out. I don't know. My brothers helped me with it. Um <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh I, I got no runners up other than like maybe a Fiat X19. I would love to have my old Triumph TR6 back again, but uh what are your runners ups? Uh let's see here. Mm -hmm. What? Honorable mentions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, heck yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Yes. Stock or movie version? Um, for me, I'm kind of a purist, which you already knew. Um, so I would rather have it stock. If, if I had to go with that car, I, I think I actually would want the movie version. I think if I were to go with this car, I would buy both. No, fair uh, enough. Because uh, the movie version one, the, 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 the one that I would want movie version would be the one with the, uh, the, trash compactor on the back the the yes okay uh, and, and by the way since nobody can see what we're looking at it is a delorean oh i forgot i guess I <laughs> we should tell everybody that can't uh, see at home no, what uh, we're looking at okay <laughs> yeah, it's a delorean dmc uh, before the, uh, before i move on let me ask you a question you know what the dmc stands for right delorean motor company i was motor assuming? car motor car okay um you know that DeLorean has started back up. Yeah, somebody bought the company. Isn't it? Isn't it in Texas? Yeah, I think it is here in Texas. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they they have bought every part and body shell and mold and everything, and they're they're building more brands, making new cars now. Well, they, I, they, I would hope that they would put a real engine and transmission in the car because that was the thing it was really lacking back in the day. Well, in a although way, I have seen I have seen them do a couple of electric ones. Yeah, that's that was what I was just about to say. They have made the announcement that they are going into the electric car business, and it will be a a it'll be a DeLorean electric car that is based off of this but this is not it yeah uh if you go online you can see them cool uh all right moving on to my next the mercedes oh, yeah. sl 300 gullwing yeah that is a pretty car very pretty car and and it was actually quite fast for its time oh yeah that was a it was a it was a mover and a shaker all right next Jaguar J-Type. 
I am all about those cars that go about five miles and then break down on you. <laughs> What's the J type? I mean, it looks like an E type, but it's not. Well, the Jaguar J type actually started out as a hard top. The one that I'm showing you a picture of is a soft top. Okay. Um, so, probably, uncovered headlights. Yeah. It, here's the thing the J and the E were exactly alike. Oh, okay. It's just one was a hard top, one was a soft top. Apparently, got it, got it, got now it. that I'm looking at this, this is the E because it's got the soft top. Okay. And the J didn't have that option. Cool. Okay. Next. Yeah, there's only a couple of years where they didn't cover the headlights, too. So, yes. Oh, yeah. 72 Cor Yeah. Very nice. This is the 1972 Corvette Stingray T, T tops. Got to have the got to have the side oiler pipes and the T tops. The on that side car. pipes are the key for me. Yeah. You have to have the side pipes. I, I love the ones that had like square kind of angular covers over them. I, I dug that shit to no end. You know, it, it was really hard to find a, a photo of of the 72 Corvette Stingray. I could find 70s and 71s. <laughs> I fell in love with the 72 uh, because my my brother's friend who was part owner of Medina Auto Parts owned one. Nice. And so I ended up working on this, this car like 15, 20 times. <laughs> it was, I, I am in love with the 72 Corvette. You know, you lift that hood, there is no room for <laughs> any of your body parts. <laughs> All right. My uh, last one is the 1939 Mercedes <laughs> W31. Twin <laughs> rear axles. Uh, this vehicle was used by the Nazi Empire as a staff car. Oh, I talked about that in a movie. Or in, um, what, what show was that? It was the it was the trivia show. Yes. Yes. Piqued your interest, did it? Well, what piqued my interest was if you notice the photo that I used here. That's from uh, uh, Hogan's Heroes. General Bull Carter is in the back seat. Yes. If you, if you can't tell. Uh, I am a Hogan's Heroes nut freak, whatever you want to call it. I think the that, hilarious thing was like most of the German cast was Jewish. Most all of the German cast <laughs> was Jewish. At at the uh, Werner Klemper, who played uh, Colonel Klink, mm -hmm. actually stated when he was being hired that he would only do the show if the Germans were portrayed as idiots. Yeah. And, uh, uh, hey, they did a good job with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're up to my top 10 list now. Cool. I think, I think I'm going to start first this time because you started first the last time. Okay. And I'm going to go Ooh. with my number 10. Can you guess what car this is? Is that a Morgan plus three? Morgan plus four. Mm, very close. Uh. 
I know you got a soft spot for the Morgans, so <laughs> I, I definitely do. Now, this is this is the original body style. This is the body style that they had from 1950 until 1969. Nice. Um, <laughs> during night from 1950 to 1969, they manufactured four thousand five hundred eighty-four of these cars. Not a lot. Because they're all handmade. Yeah. Uh, it is the only car to be made out of wood. <laughs> that that's kind of exciting. Uh, they they do <laughs> use uh, they do use uh, metal for certain parts here. Oh and yeah. There. Um, but the the interior cockpit. And the doors and everything are the or doors, wood the floor, covered by metal and yeah, all wood. I was like, that is insane. But remember, these started to be built five years after the war, so you, you used what you had available that didn't cost an arm and a leg. Uh, from uh, at after they stopped production in 1969, they started production back up in 1985 and produced from 1985 until 2000. They stopped production in 2000, restarted it again in 2005 after going through bankruptcy court and all that. Uh, the Morgan Plus Four uh, is an automobile for, uh, yeah, we know blah, all blah, that. Blah. <laughs> yeah, we know all that. I think I've already explained all that. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's just but, a classic, classic looking British automobile right there. There, There's a, 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 I will tell you where I fell in love with this vehicle. And that was the movie Back to School with Rodney yes, Dangerfield. God, that's right. Yeah. The uh, asshole teacher drove one, I think. The asshole British teacher drove this car, but it was green. Um, do you, do you remember in Animal House the 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 asshole guy that was the president of the the frat next door? What kind of car he drove? Uh, it was the same thing, was it? No, nah, I think it was. I think it was a yellow MGA. I think, but very much along the same was lines it? of. Was it that or was it the MGTA or TD? It MGTA. could be TD, yeah. I have to go back and look at that film. It's been a hot uh, second. <laughs> anyways, there, I, the, 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 there you go. Hang on a second. I forgot that I needed to do this. There. I'll turn on screen sharing. Yes. So that was my number 10, the Morgan. I am, you will see. Probably one other vehicle that looks like that later on in the <laughs> in the show, but um, I will say I I kind of dig that style of car. It, oh yeah, it looks I, the Excalibur was a vehicle that looked mm -hmm. a lot like that. Uh, the MGB or the MGT TD looked a lot like that. Oh yeah, the Triumph CR two A and three were very similar. Yeah, yeah. All right, we are up to Burke's number 10. Going big or going home? Oh, let me move.
move this so that I can see what the hell's going on here. Actually, okay. it's not going to let me move. Okay. Try um, blowing it up a little bit bigger for you. Oh, there we go. The, I, Fer I, the Ferrari 250 GT SWB California Spider. It is the car from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, although a real one. Those uh, the, the two cars they had were replica cars built on... Was it an MG chassis? It was something really bizarre, like a, a MG chassis or something like that. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I would love to have one of those, man. Um, yeah, they 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 based it off of a, a Berlinetta. Um, they unveiled it at the Geneva Motor Show. Um, revised Spider got bigger disc brakes. It was only uh, what. 276 horsepower out of a three liter v12 but man i'll bet that thing sounded awesome uh yeah 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 but yeah uh, not not much on that it, uh let's see -da 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 -da. it was the 22nd vehicle added to the national historic vehicle register back in april 2018 one of the models was sold back to medina for restorations in the national historic vehicle register yeah, that's just that's just sexy. It's a Ferrari. It's red. It's convertible. That, that is what, nice. What more do you gotta say? So. That is nice. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, I was trying to share, but it, it's not working correctly. Wait. The 1961 Ferrari 250 GT, California. Less than 100 were made. My father spent three years restoring this car. It is his love. It is his passion. It is his fault he didn't lock the garage. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh heck yeah man number nine got a made, bw on your list made by porsche porsche <laughs> it is the volkswagen 914 <laughs> uh or as they designated the company vw porsche 914 <laughs> collaborative effort by uh, and it's amazing how much of that went on in the background that we really didn't know about you know even up to 10 years ago there's a lot of cross selling of one brand to another and collaborations and i mean you look at a subaru and toyota and scion all have basically sold the same car the brz and the frf it was frs or something like that and basically the same car but just badged a little differently and looked a little different oh yeah um porsche and volkswagen manufactured this vehicle from 1969 to 1976 nice you could either get it with a flat four or a flat six. I did not know they had a six in that car. I bet you five bucks that flat six screamed in that yeah, car. Yeah, because it's a tiny little car. It's 
extremely tiny. It is so small that you could lit like Todd Costello. My my gonna have to cut that name out. My my friend Todd. No, you're gonna have to remember to cut that name out. That's more important. <laughs> my friend Todd, who is is built like uh uh our friend Rozak. Uh, yes. <laughs> was able to pick the front end of this car up <laughs> off of the ground. <laughs> I can't remember. Was that a mid-engine or rear engine car also? Mid-engine. Okay. The the engine is right behind the driver, basically. Yeah. As all good engines should be. Uh yeah. Let's see. I, I'm trying to yeah, see enough if said. any. I, I, don't, I don't even need history on that car. It's just, yeah, that's a, just a cool little car. Uh, you, you know, because the, the short wheelbase, low to the ground, like even in a four-cylinder, that thing's got to be a blast just to throw into a corner and just have... I mean, it's like my old Spitfire. It's like my the Spitfire is way underpowered, but it was still fun to drive. You know, it was just you had a blast in that thing. But the 914 six-cylinder version... Uh, Porsche discontinued due to lack of sales in 1972. Huh. Now, sadly, uh, that kind of made the demise of the vehicle. Uh, yeah. They had they had produced 3,351 of the six-cylinder version. Hmm. That, that was it. Um, wow. That a little, was, little bit of a rare car now. Dude, that that was it. They made over a hundred thousand of the four cylinder version. Wow. So that kind of that kind of tells you a little, a little oh, four hundred forty eight. No, that can't be. Uh, the engine had been revised pistons that reduced the compression ratio uh, down to eight. Six one. Yeah, it's respectable. Um, gosh, man, yeah. Um, anyway, in the nine point one range or something like that originally. Uh, probably. Uh, I would say that 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 that's actually. I'll put my uh, no. I won't put my. I uh, know there's three Porsches on my list. Nice. So you got some more coming. Cool. All righty. Ready for ready for one of my. What am I at to number nine? I gotta remember what it is. Uh, okay. Share screen. Uh, that's a Jaguar. Yes. A race car. It is a 1955 D-type Jaguar. Shark's fin and all. Yeah, I I got a soft spot for old race cars. And I got a real soft spot for any that got the headrest integrated into the bodywork. Um Maybe that's why I like the Mach 5 so much because they did that. I was like, oh, that's cool looking. So, yeah. Um, sports car produced by Jaguar Cars Limited between 1954 and 1957. 
uh, designed specifically to win the Le Mans 24-hour race. It had a straight six XK engine, um, shared a lot of components with the C-Type. Um, the structure was all monocoque construction and uh, good aerodynamics. It was a 3.4 liter, which they later bumped up to a 3.8 liter, uh, but then reduced down to a 3 liter and 58 when Le Mans rules limited engines for sports cars to a maximum of whatever. Um, the D-Type did win Le Mans in 1955, 56, and 1957. Um, I guess Jag retired from racing as a factory team for a while, and they offered up the unfinished D-Types as a street-legal XKSS version. So you could buy that car and drive it legally. <laughs> wow. Which that also made them eligible for sports car races in America. Um, in 1957, 25 of these cars were in various stages of completion. When sadly, a factory fire destroyed nine of them. It's like, oh, Ooh. oh, it's so sad. It's like watching Ferris Bueller's Ferrari crash to its death. <laughs> and thank God I found out later on it wasn't a real Ferrari. He's like, oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to look cool for you. Uh, my glasses are so dirty. I couldn't see the picture that you had. So, <laughs> I, so I'm cleaning those and I have my sunglasses on while I'm trying to do this. Uh, I guess I'm up next, huh? Yes. Yes, you are. Uh, number eight, I believe. Number eight. Let's know. Would that be number eight or number seven? I can't remember. You went first. You should, you should be on number seven, I think. We'll find out. We'll find out. Now we did Burke's turn. Oh, number eight. Bugatti? Bugatti Royale. Ooh. Is that the 16? Uh, yeah, I, I do believe that that's got the 16. Uh, 16 cylinder? Cylinder. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang um, on. Bear with, bear with, bear with. The well, engine that's the block. coach version, too. Well, that's well, fucking wicked cool, that, man. There's only one version of the Bugatti Royale. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, it's like a Londolette almost, but it's a hard top in the back for. It's so that the driver is separated from the royalty. Ah, and those there, are some. Look at the size of those tires! Holy shit! There, you were, know me and oversized tires, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, here we here we go. The Bugatti Type 41, better known as the Royale, is the largest luxury car built from 1927. Bugatti built this car from 1927 to 1993 with a 4.3 meter or 169.3 inch wheelbase. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to the... How long did they produce that car? 1927 to 1933. 33. You said 93. I was like, wait, what? Okay, Oops, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, Atori Bugatti planned to build 25 of these cars and sell them to royalty 
as the most luxurious car ever built. Uh, but uh, but he, he wasn't lying. But even European royalty were not buying such things during the Great Depression, and Bugatti was able to sell only three of the seven that he made. Oh, Jesus. Six still exist. Wow. One was destroyed in a wreck. Uh, still, the engines were reused successfully in new construction of high-speed rail cars for, <laughs> for the French National Railway. <laughs> they became train engines. <laughs> uh, they became train. The engine for the Royal had a displacement of 12.7 liters. Jesus Christ. Wasn't this on one of our other things about the most displacement or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a freaking beast. Yeah. When you can take a car engine and put it in a train successfully, you've got, look at how long, I mean, damn, that is a long, long car. Good the, God. Uh, the, this actually, um, the Type 40, or the uh, the Royale, <laughs> had three valves per cylinder, two to let gas in, one for the exhaust. <laughs> uh, it had a single overhead cam that went the whole length. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. The whole length of the engine? Yes. Oh my God! That's an eight-foot-long camshaft, or but or more. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah. Um, can you name a movie that this vehicle was used in? I'm sure you can, because I, I I asked you that, or I said it before. Uh, and, and yeah, whiskey soaked brain can't remember it um so that wasn't in the adams family I, I have no clue what was it in james bond which one it's the one where he gets uh imprisoned in the basement uh the 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 japanese fellow with the hat that that throws oh, goldfinger there you go Oh, gotcha. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Do, you do, need to do. stop sharing, please. I'm, I'm trying. Trying. I'm trying to get there. Alrighty then. Share screen. Share that one. And share. Hey, look, it's another race car. That's a Ferrari. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh. 1957 335s spider hey look it's got the it's got the side pipes on it yeah, yeah. it's got the ferrari front it, that's a very california looking front end on it too it's got the little bump in the back for the headrest yeah it just ticks off all the boxes for me holy cow it was a direct response to the maserati 450s um who's four and a half liter engine was threatening to overpower the 3.8 liter 315s and the uh, three and a half liter 290 mm only four cars were ever produced but i am i am all over that damn 
<laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah. It's just you, yeah. Uh, please, everyone at home, uh, do yourself a favor. Look these cars up. Just take a quick Google search and take a look at the pictures, and you, you'll kind of understand. I love actually the picture behind it that shows the what the hood looked like. They had to do an entire bump out just for the uh, carburetors because the carburetors. Oh are yeah, I didn't uh, like a foot tall. Yeah, they're huge. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six dual, I would imagine, Webers or something on there. Damn. All righty. Is it six? I I thought it it looked like it was uh, three quad barrels. One, two, three, four, five. There's six, and there's two of them. They're side by sides. Six duels, I believe. Badass, 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 badass. <laughs> All right, Sheriff. Are you ready? Are you ready for uh, this? I'm ready. Uh, and somebody I, said that they thought that in this episode we'd be crossing over more. I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna cross over a single car. I said that, but I I I, I have not seen one yet that that we cross uh here's my number seven it is a 1966 ford mustang very nice uh do you know the difference between the 65 66 mustangs and the ones that came out after that there was something about the headlights for a couple of years and beyond that i do not know it's actually the tail lights okay my bad see how the tail lights are audis yes after 60 i i'm trying to remember if it was 66 or 67 um off the top of my head i'm not going to remember and i don't have that note written yeah. down right. um they they went to innies where where it curved in instead of curved out. Gotcha. This Con- is convex versus concave. Yeah, this is why the 65 and the 66 are my two favorites out of all of the Ford Mustangs. <laughs> uh, well, because they they had the Audi or they had the Innies for so long that it was easier to find those. Yeah. You know. Now, would you go hard topic convertible in that car if you could? Um, I've always been prone to the convertible, but I know that the version that I'm showing is, is the hard top, um, off the top of my head. I do not remember when they started the convertible. They may have not even started the convertible until the new Mm. body style. Fair enough. So, but if they, if they made, okay, I told you my, my brothers bought this car, right? To, this is the car. It is the exact <laughs> color. Oh, geez. Everything is exactly the same as what my brothers bought. Now, here's Except the, that one's probably a lot nicer than the one your brothers bought. Well, here's the, the two modifications that my brothers were going to do, which they started and then proceeded to not finish. I, I'm telling you, my, my brothers were the best car guys you would ever find at starting <laughs> something but not finishing it. Let me guess. Engine. 
engine was number one. They were replacing the 286 with a with the 351 Cleveland. All right. And rear end? No, they were going to chop the hood off or the roof off and turn it into a convertible. Okay, which is never a wise choice. But they found that out after they cut <laughs> the roof off. And the car started to sag. <laughs> and then wonder <laughs> why when they took a corner, the car <laughs> would flex. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, my, my brothers were super smart. Super. <laughs> super smart. Super smart, man. Oh, man. <sighs> All right, I got to move that down a couple and bump this up a little bit more. There we go. Yeah. All right. Now, and going with my theme here, take a peek at this one. Aston Martin? Yeah, Aston Martin DBR1 race car. Oh, you know, I I should freaking realize that you're putting the titles right above the pictures to where I can read it. (laughs) I'm like sitting here trying to guess what the cars are and the damn titles are right there. (laughs) All right. So sports car built by Aston Martin starting in 1956. Um, Intended for the world sports car championship as well as non-championship sports car races. Uh, it, it was the victor of the 1959 24-hour of Le Mans. Uh, it's, it's only outright victory at an endurance classic. It's one of the three cars in the 50s to win the world sports car championship and Le Mans 24-hour in the same year. The others being a Ferrari 375-plus and a 250TR. Uh, records, blah, blah, blah. Championships passed by the fire 250. Three three consecutive triumphs at the 1959 Nuremberg, Le Mans, and Tours trophies equaled the record set by Ferrari. So, I mean, this, this, this car was a serious contender. I mean, it was, it was a serious sports car. And once again, man, I, uh, God, I love the freaking knockoff wheels. I, I, want, I want to own a car with knockoff wheels like that. They have the knockers in the center there. I just, I dig those to no end. And look at the curves on the, and it's, and it's small. I mean, it's a, it, I mean, look how big that guy is sitting in the car. It's a tiny little car, but it is just Mm-mm-mm-mm. bad ass looking. Oh, oh, I just noticed that there's, air intakes on the rear fenders uh probably probably for brakes would be my guess because it's it's front engine car so Mm, very interesting that's got a long schnout to her too Mm -hmm. although i'm starting to see this uh this theme in the type of cars that you're picking um long-nosed racers well i'm gonna get away from that hopefully here shortly so We'll see. We'll see. Uh, up next. <laughs> what does Uncle Scotty have in store today? Ah, look at that. Hit my baby. All right. 
do I have to guess what this car is? Oh man, hold on. Oh, I gotta think. <laughs> you chose blue. That's all right. I I chose blue. I, I I think I would probably get okay. Blue. Well, purple is my favorite color. Okay. These cars did not come in purple. Um, blue like, was a a regular color. It was a factory option because that's the same blue that my TR six was. Now, by yeah. the way, folks, we're looking at a Triumph Spitfire. I'm yes. gonna guess it's a. 75 or 76 because of the big huge rubber bumpers on the fenders up front 19 uh this may not be the car you want to collect i'm just saying i think that picture is probably a it's a 1974 four okay it's close spitfire 1500 uh, yes in, in production from 74 to 80 95,000 made in five years. And probably only 10,000 that didn't rust away to nothing. <laughs> Why do you have to tra trample on my parade here? Because <laughs> I used to own one. Why do you have to trample on my... This is the car that I would like to purchase to do Route 66. Ooh. From Chicago all the way to California. I want to do Route 66 in this vehicle. I'd probably have to choose the uh, TR6 myself, but I get it. Uh, I'm sure that you know what size engine's in it. Oh, it's like a 1483cc engine, if I recall. Uh, what modification did most triumph spitfire owners do on their vehicles i believe they would add an electric overdrive that is one of them but the very first mod that they usually do is cutting out the catalytic converter that the united states forced them to put on the vehicle mine mine which, fell out which increased your <laughs> horsepower by 20 horse horses <laughs> My, mine just kind of fell out because it was bad but they <laughs> but i didn't have a straight pipe beyond that so i had this big kind of echo chamber that would collect the ultra rich gas because i could never get the fucking carbs synced up and it, massive backfiring from that car but it was <laughs> like you knew when i showed up yeah <laughs> it's like the 1812 overture going off hey, boom so, in 1976, the, the United States started passing a bunch of laws about, about fuel. Uh, so what Triumph did to, to overcome the problems was they, they changed their, their compression ratio to 9 to 1 instead of what it was before. The U.S. government smacked them in the ass and said you can't do that so they had to drop it back down to a seven uh seven dash five yeah seven point five to one or yeah. something yeah um i mean it was so, nice because you could use regular gas in that car at that point instead of premium yeah but still still it's one of my because because that damn car god forbid you put premium in it you had to retune the fucking carburetors to handle it yeah <laughs> it, it was it was one of my favorite cars 
Burke introduced me to it. He had one. It was shit brown. Yeah. Um, it, it was one of the funnest cars I've ever ridden in, minus the fact that we had to stop at like almost every other stop sign to fix something. Oh, yeah. Um, if it was running at all. <laughs> yeah. As much as, as much as I, as much as that car went wrong and had shit wrong with it, I still have some of the fondest memories about that thing. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, I, how, how do I say this in, in a nice way? It was the best car that you could have in, in college. It was the funnest shit box I've ever owned. Yeah. I, I, I love this car. I love this car almost as much as I love the MG. Yeah. But, you know, it's so, it was so pretty. I mean, it was, it, the looks made up for a lot of its shortcomings. In, it in had, gr- it had great lines. Oh yeah. It, it had, I loved the fact that the whole front hood was curved yet. You go to the back and you're like, oh my gosh, that's all boxy. Yeah. Uh, and I love, I, I love the fact that the entire front hood lifted forwards towards the front of the car. It was just so British. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Anyway, All right, sir. I get to share a screen now. Yay. You probably, you're not gonna have to guess at this one. Sure. I will. No. Oh, triumph. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the name this time, so that is the TR four. No, this is an Austin Healy. Oh, is the Austin Healy three thousand? Hmm. This is like every every Triumph owner wished their car drove as well and had as much power as this car, because he had the the six cylinder in this thing, and it was just it was just a little beast. My dad's got a great story about this. But I'll, if I ever get him on here, I'll have him tell you the story about it. Um, yeah, built from 59 to 67. It was known as the Big Healy because they actually had an Austin Healy. I think it was a 200 that looked very similar, but had a four-cylinder in it. Um, Jensen Motor Company assembled in BMC's MG Works in Abington along the corporation's MG model. So very closely related to MGs. Um, it had it started life as a two plus two, so it had the tiny little back seat supposedly for kids, you know, but then turned into a convertible. And uh, 91% of these cars were exported mostly to North America. Uh, it was a three liter, uh, six cylinder Pininfarina, uh, exhibited the 3000 as a closed roof grand tour at the Earl's Court Show. And it was the winning design from a competition by the Swiss motoring publication, Autojar. Um, and they competed. I mean, they were good race cars also. Um, in Sebring and Le Mans and uh, Mount Panorama Circuit in, in Australia. Um, yeah, they, they unfortunately ended in 65, mainly because the Mini Cooper S was kind of outclassing them. So, yeah. That's... Tight little I, car. I I don't know much about the Austin Healy's. Um, it's a beautiful car. I I've oh, yeah. never. I mean, I think this is the first one I've ever seen. It, uh, it's it, it's I, like it, it's like 
this is kind of like MG's Cadillac division, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's it's a gorgeous car, great lines. It almost reminds me of the of of the um AC Cobra. A little bit. Uh just a little bit. But and you can yeah. kind of see bug eye spray up front. I mean, there's like you, you can tell the DNA like yeah, drifted into other cars, you know. But yeah, that's just a badass little car. Badass little car. And look, it's got the spinners on the wheels and the spokes and it's got some beautiful chrome work on it. And I love the I love the air intake on the bulge on the hood. Now, unfortunately, that whole front end did not lift off. It just had the tiny little cutout hood on there. But yeah, you can have everything. Exactly. Let's <laughs> uh, oh, wait, wait. If this is your number five, we should probably take a break. Well, I think that's what this picture means. <laughs> I don't need a picture. I can tell from my bladder. It's time to take a break. All right. Uh, we are we are one hour. Yeah, that way we went almost an hour. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All righty then. Not All right, nice. guys. We will be oh, back shortly. Oh, hang on. I, I need I need some sort of oh I know what I'm outro music. With. Uh do, 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 do. and now it's time for Scott's Depression Rock. me to tell you about a game on your phone when we come back all right we'll be right back guys hey make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast on behalf of burke scott and the rest of the cast at the davis and davis show We'd like to thank you for listening, and we hope you return next week. Remember, we're not a law firm, and we just don't care. <laughs>